I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm your host. I'm an idiot. It's why we're here. We ask dumb questions. We, I mean me. Ah, I get to the bottom of the things that we don't understand by being the bullet for stupidity, mostly. Ah, thank you for being here. If you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. It helps helps other people find it and uh kind of just makes me feel good and you guys were less than 20 away from me having 200 which is so low in terms of total number of reviews uh especially given the number of people listening versus people who have reviewed so let's see greedy monsters just leave me a review i know you're out there but also i sort of hit that 100 goal last year and got really lazy about asking after that so maybe I should try to do that again. Maybe I should just try to get 100 a year. Keep it keep it simple. Keep it low. Easy. Maybe not that easy. It's already November. If I start now uh, and fail, boy, that'll hurt. Listen, I've gone on too long. <sighs> uh, let me do a quick shout out for my patrons. Uh, my best city is forever. Gene and Kathy. Yay, 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 yay. Um, if you want to be a patron, be a part of... Um, Ooh, what am I trying to say? Google Hangs uh, monthly, which I need to schedule for this month still. Whoops. And get cool postcards from the road. Um, Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. There you go. Um, and thank you to the people who do that because um, this podcast costs me money and you help me pay for that. So yay. Um, real quick, if you're in Tampa this week, uh, Wednesday, one night only, November 14th, I'm there. Get your tickets. Uh, Side Splitters Comedy Club. I, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And, uh, and then I'm on a cruise ship with my family for seven days. Lord help me. Last time I was on a cruise ship, it was chaotic. And, uh, and, and we're back at it. This is, uh, my family only gets together every four years on a cruise ship, I guess. Um, I'm excited though. We'll see. Thanksgiving. I'm going to try to, boy, I'm going to try to eat healthy on a cruise ship, you guys. This is a whole separate podcast I need to do on my own. I will probably do it from the cruise ship crying over, uh, a gallon of ice cream. Let's get to the episode. <sighs> my guest this week. Oh my God. I'm so excited. It's Taylor Tomlinson. Uh, amazing stand-up comedian. She's uh, been on Netflix. Conan. The Tonight Show. She's got an amazing podcast. It's legitimately my favorite podcast to listen to. The Self-Helpless Podcast. And uh, I've been wanting to interview her for a while. If you are uh, in the Facebook group or uh, see my post, you know that because I previously posted asking for questions and we had to reschedule. Um, Taylor's just fucking awesome, you guys. I sort of just knew her from a distance, like arm's length, as I know many female comedians, and we just don't cross paths that much because she's on the road a ton, I'm on the road a ton, which is what we talk about. So this was really my first time sitting down and having a long talk with her, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're just, she's fucking great. I was like, oh, I could talk to you forever. Um, it's a, just a great episode. We talk about... Uh, we're both trying to scale back on road work to take care of ourselves, learning to say no to things that, like you don't have to say 
yes to. You know what I mean? Where just the concept of like how saying no to someone is actually sometimes saying yes to yourself in terms of self-care. What the fuck is self-care? We talk about that. Uh, It gets into like death and abandonment and how that affects your whole uh, ability to function, how you relate to people, friendships, relationships, um, just everything across the board. It is just a fucking great conversation and I am delighted to share it with you guys and I... um, Adore Taylor. I know you will too. She's fucking great. Listen, go check out her podcast. Go see her live. Uh, she's all over the map and is so funny. Um, all right. No further ado. Taylor Tomlinson. I'm here with the fabulous Taylor Tomlinson. Hello. Hi. Thanks for coming <laughs> to my humble abode. Oh my gosh. Finally, it's, it's so nice to be in a house. It's instead of an apartment. I mean, it makes me feel luxurious. I mean, you do have a leather couch behind you. And, so. I mean, we have several pieces of arguably used furniture that random roommates have collected, but it's like a fun... I love my house, actually. It's very, very nice. Actually, I moved in here... We were talking about moving in together. Yeah. Yes. Which is a thing I think about often when I Me think too. about, especially lately. I mean, there's so many reasons, but yeah. <laughs> lately when I've really been examining like my self-worth and how I like keep the bar lower for myself, like I'll, uh, it's, it's a thing I'm actively working to overcome, but I like live beneath my means a little out of Ooh, like fear yes. of like, Oh, it's going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was like, like a couple times I was like well, I don't know like my budget is like I looked at some places that I was like this place sucks but I guess that's all I'm worth oh my god that's so crazy I'm so I moved on Monday and oh, wow. moved into like a nice apartment uh with my boyfriend I'm very oh stoked my on god, it god that's Thank so you. dude it's really congrats that's so you. exciting so but it's like when I was looking at places I mean I've been living in Orange County with two of my sisters Christ. paying like way less like living below my means in a room that was like so small like uh, all all my bed it was all my bed and i was driving an hour and a half to, to LA. get to spots and yeah stuff? just thinking like well you know i'm i'm spending less money here and i i shouldn't get nice bedding because i'm just in this room i'm on the road the I'm road, on the road. Is a big thing for me <gasps> the road was the biggest reason where i was like what's the point spending all this money to live in la i can just commute i'm never here anyway yeah, yeah. which is also what keeps me i mean i love the house i'm in now it's very comfortable but it keeps me from i've thought about like i could go closer to the city and pay a little bit more but i'm like it's a it's but it's not orange county inconvenient no. it's just like an extra 15 minutes or whatever yeah, to I, moved, places. I moved to burbank it took me 20 minutes to get here today <sighs> and i was like this is beautiful oh this my God. is so amazing i never understand when people say like oh it's 30 minutes away i'm like are you kidding me i've been commuting since i was I mean, I've been commuting since I was 18. Like when I was doing spots in San Diego, when I was starting out in San Diego doing comedy, I was commuting from Temecula. Like I was commuting to school. Yeah. I was commuting to school. I was commuting to LA. Um, I lived in LA for a little while, but I was on the road all the time. I lived in like Pico and Robertson. Okay. That's when, and so when I was moving, that's where I moved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I lived there for two years and wow the minute i left this is this business is so fucked up the minute i moved to orange county thinking like well i only need to be in la a couple times a week that's when like everything happened. started like happening and yeah. you're like oh i just have to be in la all the time good yeah exactly like, fucking i mean literally the week i moved i was 
filming something for MTV like the whole week and it was a nightmare and they were like picking me up in a car from Orange County oh my god and they're probably like what that's so great yeah so I I totally get that like yeah well I'm gone all the time so why would I need a nice place took me forever to get like nice bedding (laughs) so I was like who cares like I did not understand the value of having just like a sanctuary of a room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've leaned in pretty hard since I realized that. And it's just like, how many pillows do I really need? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. just, I'm like, essential oils, diffuser. This is my space. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, I rarely utilize it, but I'm like, at least I've. But when you get home from like the red eye you took back from Florida yes. and you land at 9 a.m., and you need the whole day to recover. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have a place where it doesn't feel like I'm like, well, I'll just rest in this closet for a few <laughs> hours before I get back to it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you said you were not on the podcast, obviously, but off the air. Off air. You mentioned that you were taking a step back from touring. Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing is not I listen to your podcast. Oh, that's not to be like the creepiest. Like, and it's like not. I don't listen to any podcast all the time, but anytime I'm on like a long road trip, I'm not exaggerating. Yours is probably the first I go to. I just love it. So nice. Well, and I never understood. This is such a weird thing to say as a person with a podcast. I never really understood the mentality of podcast fans until I started listening to yours because I'm doing so much like self help, trying to work on myself, Uh but I don't really have an outlet to talk about it. Where Mm. like I'm, I have started trying to craft material, and I did a whole Edinburgh show about a ten day silent meditation, which was great, and I'm trying to find new ways to do it, but. It's like, I'll listen to you guys. And I'm like, yeah, I did that too. And it works like in my car. I'm like, thank you. Finally, I'm like somebody's saying it. And I'm like, oh, this is, this must be what people feel. Well, we talked about you on our very first episode. Really? We talked about, yeah. I don't know if you ever heard the very first one, but not. Kelsey and I had both seen, I think you, I think it was when you just got passed at the store. Oh. And you, I don't know if you still do this, but you had that like goals board where I the moved the post-its. I took it down and put a whiteboard yeah. up. And now lately I'm like, I think I want to go back to the sticky note. It, well, you posted a thing that had passed at the comedy store on a sticky note and you moved it from goals to like achievements. Accomplishments. Yeah. yeah. And I mentioned on the podcast and Kelsey goes, I saw that too. That was awesome. On like our very first episode. Oh, yeah. I'm so flattered. Yeah. Yeah. I copied that actually from Lisa Curry. Oh really? Um, It's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I was like, Oh, the visual stuff. I don't know how much, I mean, I have vision boards. I don't know if they really help if it like serves as a reminder, but it is kind of a nice feeling to be like, hello. And the accomplishments thing I've noticed because I still have like the stacks of the little sticky notes because I kept them like maybe I'll do the board again. Those are good for I mean, not that I've never been so low that I'm like, well, let me go through my sticky notes and (laughs) remind myself that I have value. But it's a good thing to go like because comedy is so it can be so up and down. Yeah. That like and also like the the higher ups you get, the more dramatic the downs seem even if they're not that big of a deal like it's like oh this down was actually seemed like a really high point when i started but it's like Mm -hmm. but last week i was filming a pilot and like yes and so it's good to have those like oh i'm on the right track like i'm not i 
I'm not a fool and people are like, what is she even doing in comedy? Oh yeah. Well, it's so important to step back. I mean, I have little scraps of paper I wrote in a notebook, you know, around new year's Eve of just like, these are the five things I want to do this year. And I keep those to look back and go like, Oh, I did like four of those things this year. That's pretty cool. Having like huge goals and going, Oh, I actually met some of those. Yeah. It's awesome. Like we had, um, at my, at my grandparents, uh two years ago i guess on new year's eve my sisters and i all wrote down like on scraps of paper like things we wanted to accomplish in the next year like uh predictions about each other and like i love that folded them up and put them in a little mason jar and then it like a year maybe even a year like a little over a year when we went back we went through them to see like what had happened (gasps) and we're like oh my gosh Bryn does have a boyfriend oh my gosh and one of them was uh taylor sold a sitcom oh my god and i had done that to with abc which it's don't ask me about it anymore anybody listening Whoops. Uh, people keep asking me i know not you but adam ray asked me about it like, last when's night it coming out? i know adam ray asked me about it last night he's like how's your show with abc i was like i had a development deal that you should just be like oh it's so great the ratings so are through good. the roof i know i should just say i have a show um but i'm like no i wrote a show and it didn't get made and it's there's over so now. much that goes into and it there's so much yeah but i'm like i feel like that was forever ago yeah why are we still talking about it but people just remember seeing that one article from deadline also i feel like sometimes people in la they don't know how to talk to people without just making it about work stuff no like if somebody asks how you're doing at a comedy club and if you just answer them genuinely about how your mood is and you don't mention career stuff it's like you can watch their like brain exploding (laughs) inside their eyes oh yeah i feel really great and they're like aren't you gonna are you gonna tell me what's going on with your career <laughs> well yeah and you never want to be the person who somebody says how are you and you go great i'm working on this this yeah. this you just feel like such a soulless piece of shit so many people do that and i'm like so many i don't do that care. i'm trying to figure out what to say because most of the time when people ask me hey how are you what what's what are you working on what are you doing even if i have stuff going on i'm not gonna be like well we're pitching this and i'm working on this project it's like i don't want to I don't want to get into it with you. Off I don't my know to-do you. List. Yeah. yeah. So I always just say like, you know, I'm just just trying to get good. Like I'm just trying to get good at stand up because that's like, what I'm doing consistently all the time. Yeah, that's true. It's like just trying to grow my stand up, just working hard. I'm always like, you know, same same old same. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a person who like I never talk to. Just the same thing I'm always doing. Excuse me. <laughs> While I go stare at the wall to get away from you. Yeah. I'm like, you follow me on Instagram. You know what's up. You know, everything you yeah. see there is what's going on. Like there's yeah. no man behind the curtain doing a bunch of secret other stuff that you really need to know about so yeah yeah, it's a nightmare that like what are you up to i know nothing that i can help you with like it's like i don't have a job for you what do you know well that's the thing i love that you put it out there on twitter pretty consistently i feel like where you're like if anybody wants to open for me or feature for me on the road female comics like please reach out which is so cool my issue that i've been having is because i've been i've been headlining for like consistently for like a year now that's great which i can't believe they even let me i mean it's so much is Congrats. luck it's and amazing. so much is garbage well, it's so such like who knows uh, yeah but, there's so much who knows it's but so it's hard out, so that's like yeah all you can do is we just did an episode on my podcast uh self-helpless if anyone it's wants so to great you guys Thank you. genuinely go listen we just did a live episode for anna ferris and sim sarna's what? class that they teach at usc that's amazing yeah so we did that last night and we did it on imposter syndrome <gasps> which is something i struggle with so so hard i don't know if you do too i'm guessing oh you for do, sure based yeah, on yeah. what we've been talking about but for me the headlining thing has been really tough because i mean i'm so young and 
you know, as a woman, you're just like always like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I breathed. Well, I don't know. It's um, I mean, yeah, then are they probably just, I mean, the amount of times I go, like, ah, they probably just like needed a woman. Excuse yeah, me. Seriously, like uh, diversity. Yeah. And uh, casting. I don't know. And or like, it's well. like discrediting to yourself and like your talent yeah. and how hard you work. Oh, but. I'll say to guys in like their 40s who are featuring for me, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why they. That's crazy. And, and it's like, fuck, fuck, fuck me. Like, oh. I'm. <laughs> I have, I have a good amount of credits. Like I've yeah, done you also stuff. work really hard. You're extremely talented. Thank like, you. But there's only so good I can get at this point in my life. And I've really had to, well, there's only so much material to draw from is right. that, but like you're as good as you can get. Exactly. You know I mean? And that's what I've had to, re- I'm such a perfectionist that I've really had to make peace with that. Um, as far as standup goes, it's like, you can't, get better any faster than you are yeah learning how to balance because i was just going super hard all the time and i had kind of like a little bit of a breakdown earlier this year yeah where i was i mean part of it was i wasn't sleeping i was having like these horrible night terror nightmares and yeah and like the only thing that helps is weed like i've figured that out look at you smoking weed i'm so inclined doing edibles and vape and uh which is like it doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is because I was raised very. Shelter. Were you like super straight edge? Is that all you oh do? Oh my god, you don't That's drink, all right? I, do. I don't drink. I'm pretty sure I'm you're an like, alcoholic. I have my weed at night. Yeah, is that you're pretty sure you're an alcoholic? Yeah, I've never, I've never been drunk. I've never, I've had like sips of a couple things, but I've never messed with it because it's so free as a comedian. Yeah, and it, the only times I've ever been tempted to even try it are like alone in a hotel room in Arkansas. Which yeah, is not no, what you're supposed to do. the only times I've, I, I drink. Uh, pretty sporadically and definitely a lot less than i did in college i was just a uh, fucking in a constant blackout fun. you were fun yeah but i was yeah. like it's not a problem it's college <laughs> it's what everyone does and i'm figuring like, it out yeah, i'm growing and there's like throw up <laughs> on my shirt but uh yeah god those moments that i've had like just once or twice where i was like i I'm going to get beer to try to shut off this feeling. And yeah. I'm like, Oh no, I'm not. That's yeah. not a, what is that? But then I realized I'm like, Oh, but I do that with cupcakes. So, Oh my God. I used to be like such a horrible binge eater when I was like a teenager. Cause oh. I used to be like, I don't know, probably like 30, 30 to 40 pounds heavier. Like really? When I was, yeah. Like in college, like the beginning of college. Yeah. And then in college I like lost a bunch of weight and then like have over the last few years like gotten way healthier but it took a long time to like rewire my brain to go to where now and it still boggles my mind that i feel this way yeah where like when i get sad i still think like oh i should go get food of some kind and then i go but that won't make you feel better you'll just feel sick and And because you never eat that shit anymore yeah so it's gonna feel worse and then you're gonna get that like compounding guilt of like why did i do that just because i fucking yeah that's where i'm at too now and i still I still definitely have like slips and I'm trying to eat super healthy because I, I have like an autoimmune disease. Yeah. So it's oh my God, just I like it helps imagine. inflammation and shit. But like it wasn't until th- like I got diagnosed with that and I really was like, I really got to clean up my act that oh, I became yeah. so acutely aware that I'm like, oh no, food is my drug. That's not even cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a, what a, there's nothing better to motivate you than some sort of like illness yeah like that you just have to i mean i cannot i have nothing to compare no, the to time clock yours. of like i could be dead right exactly i should feel that way like i feel like i should feel that way <laughs> like my mother and her aunt died at the same age of the same type of cancer oh, no. and i feel like 
So there's part of me with, I'm like that with my accomplishments. I'm like that with my career where I'm like, well, I'm going to be dead at 34. So (laughs) I have to, I have to get all this done because I'm going to, I have nine years left and I always feel that way. I feel like I can't have kids. Really? Yeah. I feel like I can't have kids until I turn 35. Do you want kids? I want kids so bad. Uh, See, I feel like I can't have kids because of my disease but oh, oh and for a v- variety of reasons but i yeah. also don't want kids oh well, like i staunchly nice. it went from me being like well you know like one day i'll want kids to being like well if the right person wanted kids and then i was like no no i don't want kids yeah which is great yeah i think it took a long time for me to admit that because it's so the opposite of the norm so i was like am i lying to myself do i really yeah because it's it's much more it makes sense for a woman to want kids it's in our biology yeah it's but. inconvenient yeah is that literally still it's a thing for you though you're like i'm not having kids till i'm 35 i don't know it's tough i mean was it can i ask it was it breast cancer um i mean i think technically it became she had hodgkin's lymphoma uh, so it was like fucking everywhere everywhere yeah so it's like yeah they they like lopped off a boob but by that point <laughs> but it by was then everywhere. it was just like yeah that's like the worst way to it's so it harsh like, uh, come on yeah you could have left the boob yeah i mean you know just, just give me my tits man yeah, yeah it's just it's yeah it's so it's tough and it's part of the reason i have i'm not really religious anymore is because like well i mean th- I just, that's the reason i'm not religious is like de- death yeah <laughs> because death <laughs> yeah no i mean like i i yeah. have like a horrifying amount of like dead friends i'm from alaska oh, so yeah. it's just like mental illness and just genuinely crazy people and drugs and a million things yeah. but yeah i hit a wall so where dark. i was like i, I don't if there is a god like i don't he doesn't seem that cool yeah <laughs> it's like maybe he's there but like it seems like he's like doesn't care yeah so it was oh, just hard it's so hard yeah like if you've gone through trauma it's really tough to and i again i feel like even i don't feel like mine compares to yours at all oh my god are you kidding um, i feel like i don't want to like value you don't have that things also, differently like, the idea that but like I compare also, trauma which i think a lot of comedians do that they'll like yeah late night diner conversations of people trying to like out tragedy well, each what other. I did. yeah seriously and it's like everyone's trauma is relative like yeah but it's i mean true but also i mean i can't imagine like losing a mother yeah i mean it's it was one of those things where like it's it's just been it happened when I was eight and it's just affected me consistently. I told my grandma this like a few months ago where I was like, when am I going to be like past it? Okay. Yeah. yeah like when am I going to be, when is it not going to be, I'm f- like, I'm fine. I don't think about it every day all the time, but when am I going to stop finding issues with me that trace that back to that? to that? Yeah. No, yeah. it's, there's a God, I have stuff like that too with like different issues, you know, where you just go, okay, well this is the cause of it. But like at what point, like, is this just, destroyed me forever that this is always going to be a thing that fucking sucks yeah yeah well we were talking about briefly before we started like the abandonment thing and being afraid and like staying in bad situations relationships because you just don't want to feel the pain of losing somebody and it's not even so much about that person it's just your own losing you you don't want to have that pain again that's like that like oh things go away forever and i think that a lot of times especially with um like deaths of parents at a young age it doesn't get enough credibility is not the right word but like that is a form of abandonment even though it's not yes. like an intentional and I, I think that that isn't brought to the attention of the people affected as much as it should be right i just figured that out in therapy this year where i was like oh that's why I'm, i was like why am i afraid of being abandoned nobody left me i mean somebody broke up with me in college but no like 
no, who hasn't been broken up with? Yeah, like it's part of life. It shouldn't be this intense fear of like keeping crippling. people. Yeah, it's crippling of like keeping people at a distance for the first few months of knowing them or dating them or whatever. Yeah, and like it's happened with every relationship I've ever been in. Like when I start dating somebody, I try to like call things off a couple times yeah because i'm just like well if it's not gonna be good if it's not gonna be worth it i'm not if it's not perfect why am i gonna yeah i'm not gonna hurt and then like just coming coming to a point where you're like okay well now i'm completely all in super hard yeah and then once it ends you're like like, now i'm all in now i'm all in and i can't i have to make it work and then knowing you have to get out but just knowing how bad it's gonna feel and how abandoned you're gonna like it just like you were talking about it all like comes back up for you every time and i realized that this year going through a breakup where i was talking to my therapist about it and i was like i was like i i just feel like every time i break up with somebody that i loved it's like my mom's dead again yes which is great i was like i feel like and in relationships i've been telling guys like i just need someone to take care of me like and i take care of the other person pretty pretty Yeah, yeah, yeah i think I'm pretty good at it's it. It's like, tell me it's okay. And like, sometimes yeah. pick dinner for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like I need <laughs> that back, but it's, it's so like, it's so personal where like, if I don't take care of my boyfriend for a day, he's not going to be like, Oh, she doesn't love me. He's but it, just gonna, but the opposite. But for me, I feel that way <gasps> where I'm like, if somebody doesn't text me back in like fucking. Yeah. And it's, and I am now at least ahead of it enough to know, like, okay, this is your abandonment stuff getting triggered. It's not Mm -hmm. necessarily real, but it doesn't stop that like crippling anxiety of like, are they dead or are they never coming back? Just be, I mean, Oh my God. Yeah. Most people aren't going to like, especially given my history of dating people in this same industry (laughs) as me. It's like, they're not going to just disappear forever without saying anything. They have to run into you. But my brain is like, they didn't answer. Are they just going to like go away forever in my oh. brain? Because that's, I mean, that's what like my, that's what happened to me is like with your dad. dad. Yeah. Yeah. He just like went away forever. So Which I like, cannot wrap my head around. Like that's so when it in took a me, public place too. Yeah. Like, that's when so it's nice. like your it joke took, about it's very funny. Thank but, you. Oh my God. It took me a long time to realize I didn't even know how traumatic that was because it was just really? buried, you know, and I didn't talk about it for years. My mom didn't even really know what happened partially because she was like so drunk at the time, but like, oh my God. um, but yeah, that I had, I once woke up in the bed of a guy I was dating. It was his bed in his house. He wasn't there because he couldn't sleep. So he was out in the living room. But my immediate reaction was like, he left me in his bed. Like, he's <laughs> he was like, you, you can his- have the house. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> but it's just crazy what your brain does to you. Have you read about attachment theory? No. <gasps> oh, you got a good, like there's a book called Attached and it talks all about the different ways. They used to think it just stemmed from how you were parented, but there's like, they think it's just deeper and partly maybe just in our biology, but there's different ways people attach. And when you start reading about it, you start seeing how you attach versus like someone who's secure. There's oh. like secure and then there's anxious, which is like the... Wait, maybe I have read a little bit about you, this. it's probably popped up somewhere it's probably Especially popped up like somewhere but i don't recall stuff, it like yeah or avoidant and then there's disorganized which is like both anxious and avoidant which i realized yes. i have and i'm like oh blah, whoa woof oh where it's God. like i hate you don't leave me like oof. i think maybe i have some of that yeah but i'm only part of the way through but it seems to be starting to get into like what you can do to sort of counteract you can't like stop the yeah. way your brain works but to try to find things to hold on to to keep you from going down those like 
yeah bad patterns that like oh i mean i was listening to this book and this somehow never occurred to me because there have been a couple relationships i mean i was i'm like was a serial monogamist same yeah. for far too long and it was always it always hit like the same amount of time and sometimes it was just relationships i shouldn't have been in mm-hmm. but there's at least two where i thought that i had this like sixth sense of like this person is acting like they're they love me but like i can sense that like something's wrong this book started talking about attachment issues and i was like oh my god there was nothing wrong that was all in my brain oh my god like, yeah they, and i fucking blindsided them because i was like i have to get out of this yeah and it's like a realizing that some things are completely false yeah but then it's also like okay well do i just assume everything's false that seems stupid but then you feel crazy because your feelings i don't know this isn't that this probably isn't my dad's quote but it's something he said to me growing up where he was like feelings are real but they're not always accurate yes where it's like where that's from a hundred percent what you feel is valid that doesn't mean it's coming from a, it's not it's not reaction not true. to like a true thing yeah like you can be like having a feeling because of some trauma like because of your childhood like yes. your mom like whatever when i did it's just i started i'm sort of seeing someone now and they have what i i know oh my god what 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 i guess the book would label as like a very secure attachment god help me i hope he doesn't listen to this because like fun. he's like he's very healthy yeah he? and it's just yeah. like he doesn't have a problem expressing how he feels and like he makes me feel okay when I, cause I'll get like apologetic about being like, I, I hope I'm not texting you too much. I haven't done yeah. that in a while, but he's very like reassuring. Yeah. And the things that I sometimes am like, Oh, this is going to be such a burden. Mm. And they're all very normal things like yeah. a ride from the airport or like, oh God, yeah. Where like oh. I Ubered to his, or I Ubered to a show or something. And he ended up like coming there and came and took me back to his house. And in the morning I was like, well, I'll just Uber home. And he's like, I'll give you a ride home. And I was like, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> like, oh, and it's like, yeah, he's it's like, he's someone who like, if he likes someone, it's not a big deal to tell them. You don't have to get like crazy about it. And there've yeah. even been moments where it's calm. And I'm trying to get used to that where I'm like, he's going to think I'm boring. I must really? seem so boring. And it's like, no, he's just calm. He's not going, she's not entertaining me. I guess I don't yeah. ever want to see her again. <laughs> and I'm like, is he, is he an entertainment? Yes. <clears throat> do you, it, I don't know. How I'll, t- you I'll tell you. you later. Okay. Uh, but, and it's still in this like sort of let's not jump into anything, which I'm good about now. Yeah. I also realized in that conversation, I'm just making this, I'm like, <laughs> my therapist didn't get enough of this today. <laughs> Um, no, this is great. I love it. Well, here's the thing I realized is that uh, in the beginning dating phases of a relationship, when we are in that gray area, I get an anxiety of like, I don't know what this is. And for some reason, my past yes. relationships, I've thought, oh, if we just make this official, mm. that'll ease my brain. I'll feel better. It doesn't make me feel better. Mm. Like, so I'm like, oh, that's something else. So that came up with him where I was like, look, say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I'm feeling insecure about this like gray area situation because I don't know how much to give and whatever, but I also don't want to dive in. So it was just like a very, Mm. let me take a day or two to sort out my crazy brain. Yeah. And he was fine with it, but it was weird realizing, oh boy, have I 
just been like, if we just barrel through this weirdness, that'll make it better. Yeah. I'm not sure about this. Let's be together. Like, what? (sighs) Yeah, that's so tough. I have a similar thing where I get anxious in the beginning of relationships, and that's why I try to bail, because I'm like, well, if I don't know what's going, if I don't know for, if I'm not 100% sure, this is going somewhere. It must be not it. Yes. And I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to look back. I've never been the type of person that's like, I have to experience everything. I'm just like, no, I know who I am. I know what I want to do. Don't waste my time. Yeah. Don't waste my time. I, I just like, you know, I've done things where I go back to certain situations I know I shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, the hardest part when it's over is always like, God, I wasted so much time. No. Anytime a relationship ends, it's Anytime. like trying to find the nuggets of like, okay, why was this not a total waste of time? Cause yeah. that t- it's like on top of everything else, it's like you fucking stole time from me. Yes. And when I'm in a relationship, I generally am like, and that it's, I'm sure it's attached to like codependence and shit, but I'm like, yeah. I give so much in a relationship yes. that I'm like the things I could have been getting done. Yeah. And then it's i mean all the breakfasts i made you yes. and i could have been updating my calendar are you kidding me yeah. also just like i'm sure you notice this with uh coming in or out of relationships but like the if someone were to like somehow have like an algorithm chart of my career like just to like throughout how long i've been doing it the the massive upticks as soon as i get out of a relationship where i just like yes oh, Oh, that's where my productivity went. Or uh-huh. it's just like, oh, I guess I'll just write four scripts and produce a show. Yeah. Cause and then I'm like, what was I just picking my nose and staring at someone <laughs> and being like, I guess this is love. Like Oh my god, I know. Like I I was in back to back like three relationships. Yeah. Three and a half. Uh for like four years and then realized from the time I was nineteen to twenty three, and then I was like, Oh, I need to be single for like a year yeah and that year was the, the most productive you got in my career. so much shit i got so much done i got so many opportunities and maybe that was just you know time yeah, you were like maybe it's a coincidence but also but also maybe it's because i had to go sit alone at barnes and noble and write more yeah you're because like, you're like i gotta film my day because there's nobody focus. here yeah because relationships i mean as wonderful even wonderful ones are a distraction wait it's like it I mean, it is work, you know what I mean? Like, and you shouldn't be like, this is another day at the office, but it's like, you're putting your time into something, which means less time is going toward other things, which like is fine if you're good at balancing and if you're happy, whatever, like that's great. Yeah. But it is, which doesn't make me feel any better. just makes me more resentful about the time. I was like, imagine where I'd be if I never dated you. Oh, I know, but that's (laughs) not. And then you can't. No. And then you think about all the bits you got from that relationship. Uh, Which, oh, oh, so many bits. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is incredible how many bits. Thank you for that. You did give me something. Oh, I got two closers and my new opening chunk out of one guy. I was like, that was well worth it. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, I have like a hot, like, I think a saw I have a new hour and I think at least a third of it is all like from a breakup. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. See, that's the part of you that this is what's so great about being a stand up is that anytime something horrible happens to you after you get over the initial shock of it, you're like, 
well, at least I can write about yeah, it. At least I can channel this into something worthwhile. Yeah. We're like, at least I can make money. Like I've been trying to really lean into doing dead mom jokes more because I'm headlining. So I'm doing longer sets and I feel like I have the time to, to like get them back if I need to. Yeah. yeah, That's great. But I've just started like I, for a while I was like, I got to figure out how to make everybody comfortable. So nobody feels bad for me and make it clear that I'm fine. And now I'm just mad on stage. Like if they don't, if they only give it a little bit or people seem like, Oh, like kind of like like, that's not gonna bring her back yeah i just that's why i say i go if you guys don't laugh she died for nothing so so great you know that's on you guys like i'm up here making lemonade all right like Like, i'm crushing it yeah like i'm i'm making the most of a shitty situation and you guys are not letting me do that because i mean anybody who's been through trauma of any kind knows like yeah, well, let's be funny about it because it's cathartic, and it's why not? Makes it. That's the only way to make it better. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very healing. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people end up in comedy, but also I don't want to say like everyone in comedy is fucked up, but a lot of people go to comedy as a release. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I might as well try to laugh about it. Yeah, and the amount of people who come up to me and say like, oh, I I loved that you did that. I'm like, yeah, that's who I did it for. You right yeah, there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, the stuff when I do like darker stuff where I talk about mental health or like Mm -hmm. my own shit. Yeah. It's the same thing as where like, sometimes not everyone's on board, but every once in a while it's fucking hot where like, this is it. And that's what people remember. They're not going to remember your waxing joke. Like they're going to remember stuff that like touch. And like when I talk about my rheumatoid arthritis or like depression and people come up or abandonment and they're like, thank you for saying that. And that really spoke to me. I'm like, I don't know. I'm a clown. It's weird to be like, (laughs) that's what I do it for. But it is the best part of, but then I'm like, oh, do I lean in more to that? Because it does feel good to get validated about real shit. And then it's like, oh, let me do more. A thing I've run into is there's a couple people who book like TV stuff and they've heard some of my dark shit. And when I'll send them like, here's a set for the thing you're looking for. They're yeah. like, this is great. I know that you have some dark, like I've had <laughs> people turn things down. And be like, look, if this was just a regular comic, literally someone going like regular comic, sit in a regular late night set this is great but i know that you have these dark stories that you make so funny and i like i want people to see that and i'm like oh wow hey can they see that next time or yeah can just like do i have to <laughs> well i think that's also a luxury of getting headlining sets is mixing that stuff in a so that mm-hmm. like if it tanks you can like backpedal out yeah but also with short sets it's so easy for and i mean I don't like to get caught up in worrying about it, but like people to reduce you to whatever your set was about. Mm. Or it's like, if I do five minutes of jokes on my butthole, people are like, it's a butthole, <laughs> you know? But like, if yeah. I, if I do, um, let me work out this one bit about being abandoned. People are like, have you seen that abandonment comic? And it's like, I don't want to be the, yeah. this, the depression girl or the, what can you do? I know. That's why in LA, I almost feel like I got to switch it up. Yeah, when you're going I'm like don't try to brand me yeah exactly <laughs> you're like oh if i do too many relationship jokes people are just gonna think that's all i talk about or, like we get it depending on who's that's what i hate about la is that there's so much for me at least in my weaker moments adjusting my material for who's in the room yeah for like oh well who's watching i need to yeah. make sure they i want to get over that i will say the late night sets at the comedy store have helped me a lot with that but also I'm not as insane anywhere in LA as I am. I just don't give a fuck at all there with yeah. like, not not that I don't give a fuck about doing well, but like the boundaries or the like, let me not be too, yeah. let me try to be, you know, likable to all. And I just fucking go nuts, which is a nice freedom. But 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that thing i've so recently passed there i've only done like a couple paid yeah. spots because i'm never in town yeah um but both times i've gone you know you've been up at like 11 30 midnight and you're like oh this this is cool like this actually feels like productive like we're getting stuff done and like you have to feel really comfortable with yourself yeah it's made me yeah it's in like the forces OR you to be yeah. comfortable with just whatever's going on around you yes which i think is so beneficial to all of you know, like the stand up as a, like a package as a whole thing. Yeah. Which is tough for me because I'm, I pride myself on being very like meticulous where, you know, like yeah. the, the comic I love the most growing up was like Maria Bamford who <laughs> it, like really gets everything down. Who's not like a crowd work riff. No, it's lady. just like boom, boom, boom. Here are the punches. Have you ever yeah. sat with her and like worked on jokes? No, she does a thing oh every gosh. once in a while. Where, like she's my hero. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. she like tweeted once and I guess she does it regularly, but she's like, is anyone in Highland Park? Her. And I was like, I am. Yes. And I just sat and she just like rattled jokes and she's like, I don't really, I don't need notes. I don't need, I just want to like work out the beats with just one person. That's so amazing. Which I was like, that's so fucking cool that she did that. Oh my God. I can't wait. Can't you, I'm so excited to be like good enough and well-known enough that like younger comics will just come to me in and highland sit park and, and like sit watch. at my feet and hi worship. i'm doing my own <laughs> open mic for myself in my <laughs> living room would anyone like to attend yeah like whenever people i respect go like hey that was really funny and it's like you know it's like nothing to them they're just like hey that was really good when you have to try to like be cool like, like, you're like we're just peers here <laughs> you're right that was very funny uh <laughs> yeah but like i i also get that thing where i go like oh that's gonna be cool 20 years from now that you'll be that to have somebody. enough clout that you can go hey good set and people are gonna go they told me i had a good set. yeah isn't that amazing yeah it is it's incredible like i mean i told who was i talking to? oh i told best selling this because best selling oh, is so like she's so so good i have like a huge comedy crush on her like it's embarrassing every time i'm on a show with her i have to like message her afterward and be like that joke was so good and you're a hero <laughs> so awesome. and, and uh it's really it's not cool at all i can't be around her but she <laughs> she was somebody like i watched when i was you know kind of starting out because she's you know however many years ahead of me five or something yeah. i don't even know um but she was doing like late night sets that i watched when i was pretty young and I when i go on the road now and there are local female comics who've been doing it like you know a year or two who come up and go like oh my gosh i watched your tonight show i watched your conan i watched your netflix saying like uh i'm you're like a big inspiration for me because you make me feel like i can do it because like and it's part of it is i'm really young and so they're like oh i'm your age like you know and it's it's also just being a woman and that's how i felt about best selling you know when i was younger i was like oh my gosh she's so good and she like isn't she's like younger and she's just so like smart and polished and and yeah and like a real person and a real person and i think i messaged her that on instagram where i was just like i always think about you when that happens to me on the road of like because that's how i feel about you and she's like oh that's so nice and i was like okay i have to leave before i throw up (laughs) oh god Um, (laughs) i'm crying in my hotel i'm crying in my hotel bye uh (laughs) i love that yeah because i'm sure that happens to you too where you get like newer female comics especially yeah. when you reach out about you know people opening for you and stuff and they get like it's so cool to get to open for you be on a show with you and you're like it is yeah no i'm like i'm one yeah. but okay yeah, yeah i just try to do that because like whatever I, I i don't know some people are still so backwards about fucking women and shit and i'm like well whatever but yeah no it is cool having going like oh my god there's people who look up to me yeah 
Because um, I feel like I'm just, you feel like you're the like, only why? one looking yeah. up. I know why. That's yeah. how I feel too. I'm just like, ooh, you got to get better. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing either. So yeah. uh, hang in there. That's yeah. why I feel when people try to like film my sets at clubs or something. I always, I never go like, hey, stop doing that. I'm working. I don't have the self-esteem for that. I'm just like, hey, don't waste Nobody your battery. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm literally no one like, or people will be like, can we take a picture with you? And I'm like, just as so long as you silly. know it's worthless, you may take as many photos as you want. Aww. I don't want you going in with a false sense of like, looks, this is going to be somebody. I don't want you to think anyone's going to be impressed yeah. by this. But like, you're so great. It's so funny. Like, just, yeah, having fans is like yeah. a weird concept. Well, being at this level is weird because yeah. you you do feel like you're still nobody. Yeah. But there are also people who follow your stuff, like who come to your shows and like, we've been following you since this time thing yeah. or whatever. And you're like okay, I, I'm not as good as I want to be yet. So part of you is almost like, don't look at me yet. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be somewhere where everyone can see me because I'm yeah. not ready yet. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Oh, I was sick to my stomach waiting for the Netflix thing to really? come out. Oh, yeah. And just because you're like, this is going to put so many more eyes on me. This mm-hmm. is People are going to see that and go, this is... It's also just like the scary thing about putting out any fucking sets is like, people are gonna be like well that's who you are as a comedian it doesn't change at all and it's because that's fucking what people think they see one set and they're like well you're either funny or you're not to me and that's that yeah i did my Uh. conan set and i was like i want it to be totally clean and i want any relationship jokes in it because it was my first like late night tv so like i don't want to be reduced yeah it wasn't my first tv but it was my first late night set. yeah and my late night set felt really important and like last comic standing is not online like Adam Devine's house parties. I don't think you yeah, can like find no it. No one's searching for. Yeah. But that was something I'm like, this is be something like clubs use. And I was like, I just want to do something nobody can object to on any level. Yeah. That they can't be like, she's too dirty or it's the same yeah. thing or like, but now people will look me up and sometimes I get messages where they go, I love that you're not, you don't swear and you're not filthy and you're not. And I was like, you've seen 10 minutes yeah. of my standup. You don't know who I am right now. Um, I'm not totally clean anymore. Uh, I was at one point. Yeah. Ooh, oh my God. It's like Hannah Montana oh. and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. My friend <laughs> Dustin Niggerson says that That's to so me. Sometimes. He's like, you're my, he's like, you're going full Miley right now. I was like, all right, you're such a dad with that. Reference. Like, I'm not lighting anything on fire. Relax. Yeah. I'm not wearing like a, a weed leotard or whatever she was doing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's tough to feel like people are pigeonholing you but yeah. liking you because of the pigeonhole yeah and then and you're like Ugh, i'm not gonna i might should I let tell you them? down yeah. yeah well that's always been a thing with like all of the material i have that's like late night friendly mm-hmm. i'm not i'm i don't have anything now that i'm crazy about mm-hmm. that also would work and i have this like and i'm sure it's a lot of just like excuses for like why i'm not trying harder for late night or why i don't have late night or whatever but like i'll go like well i don't want someone to see a clean late night set yeah. and they're gonna be really upset because that's not who i am and then yeah. I, this is like what i think is integrity and i'm sure it's just rooted in my own like self like uh sabotage bullshit but it's like yeah. i don't want to be untrue to who i am and it's like okay it's I not can, being untrue i have plenty of material I, that i'm not dirty in that i yeah. do all the time why am i pretending it's like i don't know if yeah. i can't call someone a cunt on tv is it worth <laughs> it like <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent self sabotage. Yeah, that's just being afraid. Oh, I'm so afraid to pursue it or like, even do but it. But what if they say no? I'll just never try. Yeah, or Ugh. if they say yes, and then you have to actually go do it. Which, like, whoo, you're so brave. Yeah, the best part is just getting it, and then once you get it, you're like, well, damn it. You're like, oh no, this is not gonna be 
you know, is great. Like I really tried, um, when I did the tonight show, cause with Conan, I felt really ready to do it. Cause I'd been like trying to get it for a couple years. Yeah. You're like working out that specific set. And yeah. Like- oh, and it was like a dream come true and it went great, but I was so not present during it. Cause you were like, I was like, I was like floating above my body. And oh so, my God, amazing. Yeah. So when I did the tonight show, I was like, I, I want to really enjoy this one. Like, I just want to go out and have fun. Cause at the end of the day, like you're just doing stand up. Yeah. It's like, it's just a set. It's just a set, but you like put it all in your head. Where you're like, what is television? And it's like, yeah. just go do it. You know what you're doing. And I enjoyed that one so much more. You looked like you're having so much fun in that. Oh, set. I was like, this you. is great. She seems relaxed. Cause so many people don't. Right. And it's yeah. like, well, you, I can, I can only imagine like the way people get in their heads about like, Oh my God, it's late night. And it's like, at some point in the past, a late night set would have, could have like theoretically catapulted you but it's like best case scenario it might go viral and it's gonna be like just another thing in the million things that you're doing but like yes it's what late night set goes viral yeah no and it's also like nobody we all get so nervous it's not like anyone's late night set has ever been like blown up like five million views of like this is the worst late night set in history actually i think there is one oh there is actually titled that (laughs) and it's like yeah that's everyone's fear is that it's gonna be like what a fool yeah yeah but it's yeah that's what you're afraid of afraid you're gonna get these awful comments like worst case scenario the comments anyway yeah it's like god i can't imagine looking at the comments ever i know do you do it no of course not fuck i I don't even watch the somebody Oh, when Kelsey, Kelsey Cook, who does the Tonight Show, who does, does the Tonight Show, who <laughs> that does too. the, that too, uh, who Self does Self Helpless with me, um, she was, she watched her Tonight Show set <gasps> a couple times afterward and was like, kind of going like, oh, I could have done this better. And I said, why are you watching it? Don't watch it, it no. And she was like, you didn't watch like your Conan set? I was like, no. I watched it one time that night and it was excruciating and, and, and I just tried to watch it so I could go, hey, you did it. Like, yeah, to appreciate that you like, check yeah like got it done yeah no but you don't watch it more than once you're gonna not alone go crazy yeah because you're always gonna find you're always gonna have new tags you're gonna be like i could have done this better i look nervous i do that like you're gonna nitpick we're our worst critics god someone once tried to put my album on in front of me in a car like my comedy album i was like like, is in front of me an app no no like in their car (laughs) they're like I, I'm not even gonna say it was. It was a comedian. They're like, let's listen to your album. And I was like, what? turn this off. Stop. No. Who did that to you? I want them killed. It, it was Josh Nasser. Yeah. That anyway. makes sense. <laughs> and then, and then he tried to give me a tag for, for on the your joke. album. On the album, I was like, no, these are done. These are finished jokes. Turn it off, please, for the love of God. I was like, that's the worst story I've ever heard. <laughs> anyway, uh, shout out to Josh Nasser. Anyway, um, we have derailed the road. Let's, the road, let's, yeah. let's just get, get to that. Yeah. Well, cause I'm, we were talking about living places, um, and being comfortable. The apartment we moved into, which I'm being crazy about. Like we moved in, it's Wednesday. We moved in Monday. Literally. I'd be I'm like laid done. out for a week and be like, I can't, I can't do anything. I moved. I'm very impressed. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean the first day we got, there, I was like, we're painting today. Like we're uh, getting it all done. Like he was such, he's like the best. He was up with me until like 3am, like painting a bookcase. Oh. And I'm just like, you don't have to. He's like, I was like, but could you reach up there? You don't have to, but if you don't but mind, if you don't mind. Um, but if you're up here, like, oh my gosh, it was. Yeah. And then yesterday was rough cause we didn't sleep that much. And I had to go to that thing. And, um, i just like i was like i just want everything done he's like we don't need to do everything like the first day like we We can get it done throughout the week or whatever i was like 
I was like, I know, but I have to get on a red eye Sunday night <laughs> and then I'm gone again for a week. And, um, I would like to come home and everything's done. Like, I just like, you just want to come home to a home. Yeah. Which is so crazy, but, but also you know. it's done now. So I feel great. Um, but I was right. Yeah. Well, because I mean, we're home this week. But it kind of takes a week to like settle in usually. Yeah, like if I don't get it done, it's going to be like, how long are there going to be unpacked boxes? Because I'm just like, quote, on the road all the time. And Exactly. I just want to bust it out. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not on the road this weekend. I'm in so Ontario. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm headlining Ontario this weekend. And that'll be a drive. I mean, that's like an hour drive or whatever. So, and it's a big chunk of time at night. Yeah. So it's taking away. From- yeah. And you know, how headlining is like, if you have two shows that night and you got a headline, you kind of don't want to do that much yeah, you're during like, the day. I need to just save my energy. energy at least for me. Cause I'm not that good yet. Oh my um, God. You're great. Thank but you. But I think that's for everybody. S- yeah, for sure. And then Sunday I have to do my last show and then I have to take a red eye to Florida. Then I have to like, good God, do a where show in Florida Monday. are you going? Um, I'm opening for Joel McHale at the CFE arena. It's a, so US UCF. I was going to be like USF. That's my school. U- USF. Is it, is it that? I don't, I mean, no, I, what well, used to be called the Sundome. It's probably CF. CFE is probably central Florida. Okay. I so. don't know. It is, it is a school home. Co- I think it's USF. I think it is actually. Oh, that's going to be is fun. It? I think it is. I think it's like, their that's homecoming. like I'm destroyed for colleges because the only college I've done is my own oh, and it was a homecoming and it's an arena. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I think it, that's what this is. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, somewhere around 6,000 people. So oh, wow. it's like, you hear like these horror stories of like it was 3 PM in a cafeteria. Yeah. And I was like, I got them to chant. <laughs> I was like, they were screaming. They loved me. Oh, I've done so many cafeteria shows oh, that for me and like to just open for somebody else. I think I'm doing like 30 minutes before. That's great. And I'm like, that'll be very easy. But I have to, in order to get there in time, I have to fly in like the night before Fuck. and then be there. And then I got to fly back on Tuesday. And then actually my family like planned a family trip we've never taken a family trip we're taking a family trip to mexico like tuesday so i'm flying back and then getting on another getting on another plane and it's just like and my boyfriend's going to london that day so it's like there's gonna be a lot of trips back and forth to lax so i'm like and then i'm gone and then i'm back for three days and then i go on tour with the conan stuff so it's like i'm barely home yeah i have to take a red eye um thanksgiving to get to pittsburgh like it's just nonstop until january so starting in january like i told my agent you know like we had like two or three weekends booked like january through april and i was like okay that's done like that chunk of time is booked yeah that's booked i can't do any more yeah because if i keep leaving every weekend and coming home for two days at a time i'm gonna lose my mind like earlier this year again i was i was traveling so much and i just lost it I got to a point where I went to the improv for a show and I got there like 30 minutes early and I sat in my car and then it, it, the time just kept ticking by and it got to be about like 10 minutes before the show. And I was just like uncontrollably sobbing, like having a horrifying panic attack, like could not calm down. I want to go home. Want to go home. Couldn't do it. Was just like, you can't go in and do seven minutes. You suck. Like, and I just had to go home. I was supposed to fly to Alabama the next day. Fuck. I had gotten home like 24 hours before. And I just like had to call my college agent. There were a few times I had to call my college agent and be like, I can't go to I'm Alabama tomorrow. Yeah. Like I can't go to Florida tomorrow. There was once I flew home for literally like 20 hours. 
I flew home. I got in at like, you know, 6 p.m. Yeah. I spent the night there. And then the next day I had to fly out at like 8 p.m. I've had a couple days like that. And it's, it's like, oh. what? And, and then a lot of people are like, why would you plan it like that? I'm like, there was no other way to do it. Yeah. Because I'm trying to live my dream and make money. Like, what yeah, do you mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm a workaholic. I don't know. Like, yes. Workaholism. I'm, I'm such a workaholic. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, is this burying somebody one of the listeners asked because they were like as workaholics because i was like i don't know if she uh, calls herself a workaholic we did an episode on it for self-helpless and when we did it we went to a workaholics anonymous meeting really we did and coming out of it kelsey and delaney were like oh we're workaholics and i was like i don't know if i am and then like they're like to, but this meeting sure wasted my time <laughs> cut to like a month and a half later where i'm canceling two weeks of like shows because like, breaking down. i have a mental breakdown yeah um and i was like oh you guys i think i might actually be where you just feel like you have to do everything yeah it's like i can't say no to to things yeah it's like this i don't know if it's a fear because we're in like a creative thing if it's like well eventually people are gonna stop asking me yeah i have to say yes to everything and it's still been hard for me to be like there are things i should 100 percent say no to yeah and also be like i'm um i'm sorry and it's like i don't i don't need to drive an hour to your free bar show no and getting comfortable canceling that was a yes where it's like year. it's okay to take a night off especially i mean i still have trouble with it when it's not even paid sets and it's like what are you doing yeah and then uh and also just not having to because like with the store i like i'll call in avails when i'm in town but it's like oh you cannot call in for every night yeah like i don't Do have you call to in call for every night that you're in town i did for a while yeah wow yeah uh, there were sometimes you'd post and you're like i'm there thursday through sunday I was yeah like, oh or my it's gosh. like and sometimes it's like i sometimes i'd call in being like well just give them the option they'll give me a few nights and it's i mean it's, it's something i'm very grateful for but it's like they would give me every night and i'm yeah. like oh i guess i guess i'm there every night which i like in the moment being on stage i love that but then it's like oh i don't have yesterday i woke up and i looked at my calendar and there was nothing and i was mm. like oh my god who am i <laughs> and then the horse is like i can finally write my pilot and i'm like wait i'm booking so much stuff i just am not doing my own work what's happening yeah well yeah the the whole learning how to schedule days for nothing is so hard so hard i have literally had multiple therapists be like multiple too but then be <laughs> like it's like give your schedule two hours yeah, just doing nothing and i'm like i won't make it yeah 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 and learning to see the benefit of taking a break because mm-hmm. it's like am i really gonna feel better i'm just gonna like feel shitty yeah no you are but you do but it might take a while that was the other thing is i realized oh you can't let it get to the point where you have to take a week off to feel okay yeah it's you like know you gotta find balance you gotta find balance like when i had that that kind of like meltdown earlier this year and I was trying to get on Lexapro and it was horrible. And then I had to get off of it. And then it was like, well, cause then it's like, I was wh- sleeping like 15 hours a day. It was, Jesus yeah, Christ. I like couldn't do anything. I was exhausted. And I, I, I was just like, Oh, I can't keep going like this. I have to really look at my calendar and be careful. And then I had a few months where I was going really hard again. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm going to start taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep saying yes to everything. Yeah. Then you just keep saying yes to everything. You're like, well, I can't cancel these things. I have to do it. And, um, when I did, but when I had the tonight show date, I was like, okay, after the tonight show, I'm taking like 
two and a half weeks off. Yeah. And I think I did one show in that two and a half weeks because I had to. Good for you. Um, but other than that, I was like, I'm taking two and a half weeks. And then I hit the ground running again for like two weeks after that. And then I like went to Maine with my boyfriend and met his family for That's a full great. week with like no cell service in like August, like after. And I, I was like, I just took a break. I shouldn't do this. But after I, I got that. back from that, I was like, oh my gosh, I finally miss stand up again. You're like, I'm refreshed. I want to do it. I don't yeah. feel like I'm like, I have to go get on stage again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the like the dreading doing the thing you love more than which it's like, wait, why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy because yeah, I keep being like, I'm going to, when I got, I got home from Europe in like early October and I was like telling myself when I get home in October, I'm not scheduling anything. Yeah. That immediately that first week I did the like call in for all the spots. How you were gone in Europe for what? Two months. Yes. I looked at your calendar i looked at your post about doing that. i don't know how you did that i don't know either. i don't know how you were just gone for two months it was it was so fun i loved it and getting to do the show i did at edinburgh was fun because it was it was not stand-up i did like a whole different right yeah which was cool and then if i were to have done it better and cared for myself more <laughs> i would have taken a break after edinburgh before going straight into like stand-up in europe yeah. but i just was like keep going yeah i'm already over here yeah like well I have to. I didn't have to. Yeah. But and you and there's all that time to prep for Edinburgh. Yeah. So you have to oh, factor I was in, a in spiral of cuz yeah. like the show I did was so I mean, I'm not it was so it was so complicated. There were so many parts like there was yeah. a there's a video playing the whole time and then I'm on stage like my movements are de- like dependent on the video and it's just like so much prep, so much editing. I was yeah. out of my mind. Like losing it i have a friend who has a whole editing bay who was helping me i was sleeping on his floor like at 2 a.m i'd be like i'm just gonna take a little nap (laughs) oh my god leading up to edinburgh there were like a couple times i'm like i'm just gonna quit or i'm gonna i might jump out the window yeah he's like you need to relax i'm like i can't relax and it was such an emotional show because it was very it was about a very personal experience that like Mm -hmm. i was like oh man if i went this insane and then nobody like even cares or comes to see this. Oh yeah. Oh, that pressure of like, oh no. Yeah. I can't imagine. I don't know. I love the idea of doing Edinburgh, but I'm like, that's so long to be gone. It's so and long. And it's like to put on a show every night that you also have to promote and like get people out. To, I mean, that just sounds it's insane. like such an endeavor. I loved it. I had fun. It was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. And I went wanting to do specifically something different. Like it was more, it was sor- sort of like a creative challenge to myself. Cause, um, Oh, the question someone had asked about like workaholism had been like, how do you get things done? Cause I'll get 80% in and I'm like, Oh, I work all the time. There are, I, there's so many things I don't finish. Yeah. But like this was on a time crunch. So I'm like, Oh, now I have to finish this. Yeah. So it was forcing me to finish something besides stand up bits. Right. But, which and the thing about stand up too is like there's really no deadline on it. Like yeah, if you like, want a new joke, it you write it cuz you want it. Yeah, it's like you're just constantly growing. Yeah. You can always like punch something up. You can like take something that was yeah. old and retag it. Yeah. You ever go into a night going like I'm just going to focus on my movements tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to try to connect. On, yeah, I'm just going to work on my crowd work, which is just like a lazy way of going. I haven't written anything in yeah, a while. Yeah, I don't like my other shit either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That weird interim of like, I don't like my old stuff, but I haven't written enough to make up for that. Yeah, I'm going to work on how I take the mic out of the stand. Yeah. <laughs> that really, I never pay attention to that because I'm so busy working on material. Probably just being sloppy. I'm going to try to like make eye contact. 
I'm going to just really bask in the pauses. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy, but I do need to set tiny goals like that to feel like I'm actually doing something. Because otherwise I'm like, oh, I'm just treading water. Yeah. Especially when it's like, if if I'm not running a brand new bit, I'm like. Or if I'm not making money. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just, what am I doing? Yeah. Yes. Fuck. Oh, I forget what the point of that was. I don't know. There's so much, like there's so many points you've made so far that I'm like, at any point I can keep responding to that last thing we talked about. I mean, I was talking about the secure, when you were talking about the guy you were seeing being more like healthy, you were saying yeah. he's like a secure yeah. attachment. Um, yeah, that's been, Oh, this is what I was going to say. And I've tried to do this on stage and it's kind of worked a couple of times, but, um, I need to flesh it out a little bit, but like I legitimately at one point I, I got like mad not even mad. I just got like upset with my boyfriend because and I literally said, I was like, I just feel like you're not worried about me dying. <laughs> Which is so nice. Like, I was like, I just don't, because he's like, I have a whole bit about him where I'm like, like he just hasn't really, he hasn't had like anything bad happen to him. It's really. like, a sec- it's, he probably has like a secure attachment where he's like, yeah, his parents I, are wonderful. He doesn't like, live in a place where he thinks you're randomly going to come in and be like, I don't like you anymore. No, he doesn't. Well, and I said that to him at one point. I was like, I just feel like, you're like, not worried about me leaving at all. Yeah. I was like, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, do you feel like you're just like, like, I'm like, you're doing me a favor. Do you feel like I'm like lucky that you're here? And he was like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay, just checking. Like, <laughs> you're like, nothing. But I was like, I feel, I was like, I feel like we should always be, I just said this at one point. I was like, I feel like we should always be a little bit terrified that the other person is going to leave because then it <gasps> makes you take care of them better. And he, and I said that completely. And he was like, that's not healthy yeah and a few minutes like he was like i don't agree with that i don't think we should wake up terrified that we might leave each other like that doesn't seem right and i was like oh when you say it back yeah that does sound a little nuts but it made so much sense in my head of like yeah it's like it's irrational yeah i'm like i love you so much that i'm afraid you'll leave it's like that i feel like i have to do things to keep you here to make sure you still want to be here and I thought, no, I feel the same way. I've always yeah. felt like that. And just reading that book and being like, oh, there are people who can just love you without being scared at every moment. Yeah. They're like it's going to fall apart. They're and just, it doesn't mean they love you less. No, it means it's like they're secure in who they are. Also, just like they're totally aware that like they deserve love and like that's fine. Yeah. Like they have someone who loves them. And also you keep telling them and showing them you love them. Why would they so think why anything would they else? think that? Just because you think that no matter who it is. Yeah, no, it's like, oh, you got me flowers? What did you do? Yeah, oh my oh, God. Well, just don't get me flowers. Just don't get me flowers. But also you never get me flowers. <laughs> like it's like it's like you don't even care. <laughs> you can't do anything right at all. No. Yeah, God. just, yeah, it's been really tough. I it's mean, an adjustment to just go oh you're like just happy and you like are nothing i do is worrying you and then you're like not that it should i'm not (laughs) i'm not doing anything i just but shouldn't you part of me like gets mad where i'm like why are you worried i might cheat on you or something it's like Like, i'm a catch why don't you think that someone's gonna come steal me seriously and it's like no i just trust you and i'm like Uh, i mean you should because i'm super trustworthy and honest with you but also aren't you kind of worried because i'm so great yeah because i'm like so hot and successful right doesn't that any i'm on the road all the time you know what really messes with me which is another thing i'm just i've been doing a lot of work on me this year good uh, same it's great it's a constant process but oh god i realized um i'm in a lot of green rooms with kind of like shitty dudes who are talking about cheating, cheating on, on their, their wives. wives yeah cheating on their wives cheating on their girlfriends and it it hits me on two different sides because on the one hand i'm like this is how men are comedians are the most honest so they're just the ones saying it 
And then yeah, on the other side, like, that's all. That's all it is. And then on the the other side, I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be like them because I'm on the road all the time. One day I'm just gonna be like, it's just how it is. It's just how it is. Taking like, dicks. Well, because I <laughs> I feel like a different person on the road. I yeah. feel insane. Like. I feel so far away from my life and sometimes I get so panicked and I feel so weird and then I get home and the minute I get home, I'm like, oh, I feel completely fine again. Yeah, so you feel like disconnected. Like yes. it's like, I, I feel don't like wanna... nothing's real. So I get why guys who are on the road all the time are like, oh, I'm just gonna sleep with this waitress because it's not real out here. Yeah. This, is, this has nothing to do with my life. So I get scared that I'm gonna be the type of person who and because i'm emotional yes i'm just gonna get in a bad place on the road and do something horrible because it's like you're just gonna be yeah just in a bad place and yeah. emotionally riding you're like well this is what everyone does isn't it it yeah. all comes to this yeah all those old men who never left the midwest were right i know but it just seems like everybody i mean i don't know it's it's yeah. so depressing it's like because on the one hand you're like well yeah you know it makes sense that people are gonna be attracted to other people and whatnot but it's also like just in the entertainment in the industry just like the the cheat like the blase attitude some people have about About cheating cheating is so foreign to me no because it's like the thing is is like if you want to hook up with a lot of people fine just don't be in a relationship. Yeah. You don't have to bring someone else into it. That's yeah. my or thing. Or find someone who wants an open relationship. Yeah. There are people who want that. But it's like there's someone who's at home that like would be devastated by this. That's so yeah. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I've been lucky in that like in like the last year when I do still the people I still open for because I'm like in a depending on the club. I'm like a, I headline some places and then like I'll feature for bigger mm-hmm. comics and the men who have brought me on the road are as as far as I've seen and can tell, they're good dudes, which is like refreshing to be like, oh, this is like Steve Ran is easy is great. Like I've like met his wife. He is very respectful to all his like like fans. And then, you know, we'll just go grab a beer afterwards and he's never like but then there have been other places where when I was newer to headlining or like mm. just newer to the road in general, it's just fucking like Bob Smith headlining the yeah. Looney Hut or whatever. And he's like, ah, these broads can't get enough of me. And you're like, oh, uh, ew. Yeah. Like, this exists? Just Why? Like, you're like a human cigarette butt. Uh, like, uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So and it, does, it gets discouraging because then you do go, especially if you're someone who has a mind like ours where we're like, do I need to be worried? Or you already have that just anxiety that has nothing to do with the person you're dating. Mm-hmm. This is just sort of validating that. Or like, it's yeah. just almost like having another voice go like, yeah, no people do cheat. So yeah, I, my therapist, my last therapist, I was seeing someone on like that talk space app. And then I was like, I'm I need to think about using a better help or I would Delaney just tried using, started using better help. And she really likes her. Yeah, I like my therapist, but I see her like once a month or less because yeah. she won't do teletherapy. So I'm like, Hmm. I think she like doesn't know how technology works. That's possible. Bust she out older? my therapist. She doesn't seem that old. She's like kind of cool. Like seems like late thirties, maybe early forties. But she went to like a phone. She went to a phone call. No, that's interesting. Maybe she just hates me. Or she was like, no, no. I just like can't do that. No, I, I <laughs> there are people who won't do it. I feel like for me, I just need the in person thing because I've been doing the app thing. Yeah, and the app thing's really helpful. But I, I just feel like I need to try that. Yeah, um, for sure, and feel a little more. That's also part of the reason. Or I do wanna, both. Yeah, that's anything. why I'm like, can you have two therapists? I Does that make you, you extra crazy? Or I think you can. I would also get really. I felt weird being on a phone. It felt like 
I don't know. I especially felt weird talking about, well, felt weird talking about my career and being like, well, I'm stressed because I have to, I have to go do Jimmy Fallon next week. Like, are you going to look it up? Yeah, no, even, yeah, like talking, even face to face with my therapist anytime there's like a good thing. It's like, can I tell you like a cool career thing? And then like, it's still like, you're fine with me shitting all over myself. Yeah. (laughs) Or are you just sitting there going, you should be grateful. Yeah. Anything, things are going really well for my career, but (laughs) 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 yeah. Well, I feel weird about being Googled by my therapist. That's like, but I'm sure they do. Right. I, don't I would know. if I was a therapist and I had a client who said they were Maria Bamford has a joke about that or maybe yeah. she didn't maybe she just has a story about seeing a therapist or somebody who was like you know like go- but like googled her in front of her was like <gasps> oh I had to make sure you weren't delusional like I had to make sure you were actually a comedian oh my god to like have the therapist be like I have this person who thinks she's famous yeah yeah, yeah. which like especially in LA though god, yeah. probably, I bet they awesome. do google you because they're like they I need to know to if see- you're yeah. delusional or if you're I, i'm sure that whatever the word for the opposite is where it's like you're not appreciating how successful you are or whatever yeah i want to see i want i want to like almost send them my credits and be like look i know i'm whining about traveling and like having my dream job but this is how much i'm traveling can you just look really at my calendar people just like- keep wanting me to come and it's <laughs> so hard and then you blow your nose into money and you're like <laughs> Well, it's tough. It's tough. I worked through a lot of that with my, my well, yeah, because that's the thing that you in your head. Yeah, where I was just like, I feel guilty complaining about this stuff, and she goes, "Honestly, Taylor, that all sounds really hard." And I was like, yeah. "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah." She's like, "I can't imagine traveling that much." She's like, "You've told me your schedule like every week, and it sounds really hard. Like that would make anybody." feel like physically and emotionally drained she's like it's fine that you're thank god complaining and i was like oh i just need just that validation permission. of like oh i'm not because it is it's so hard and your yeah. feelings are valid you're allowed to like feel upset but it's easy to get in that like well i have things going well for me so who am i to yeah. ever experience an emotion i know which I'm is like, so oh, I'm such a piece of shit if i heard myself complaining about this if i if me three years ago heard me complaining they would be like like that that's my dream what yeah you're an idiot those are all the things i want like that's the whole list yeah you're doing it but again that's why it's important to go back and look at your list and go look at what i've done or even sometimes i'll just write down like stuff that i've done that's cool yeah even if other people don't think it's cool like just going like hey i headline this many shows at this certain club that i wanted to do yeah that i first saw a show like even sometimes i just go remember the first time you saw a show at the ice house and now you can go up at the ice house yeah like it was like stuff that's like in the grand scheme of like people who you know are important in the industry you'd be like yeah okay whatever really but you're like that's a big deal oh i remember one of the very first live comedy shows I saw was at the Improv in Vegas. So mm-hmm. when I did the Improv in Vegas, I was like, wow. And I was just hosting, yeah. but I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm at the Improv in Vegas. And also my family is so white trash that nothing will impress them more than a <laughs> casino unless I get on a cruise ship. <laughs> like that's their, they're like, oh, you never. gotta do cruises. And I'm like, you don't really understand. Like, I'm Have not you turning done a down cruise? cruises. No, but like, oh, don't do it's it. just so funny from the outside that people think that that's like a pinnacle they're like you're getting paid to go on vacation i'm like have you ever been on vacation alone have you ever done that have you ever been on vacation alone and had to work every night yeah for people who are actually on vacation cruise ships are horrible i did like like eight in one year trapped with them yeah Uh. you're trapped and then like the rest of the week you go i did i did maybe maybe like seven or eight in one year way too many and then at one point i was like i can't do these ever again never again never good for you yeah just being like yeah i 
went on a family cruise a couple of years ago and my mom insisted on dragging the comedian out. <gasps> She's like, you got to meet my daughter. She's a comedian. I show up to like, my family's like, meet us at karaoke. And the comedian's like at the table. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Well, but the, well, what kind of comedian was it? Because I mean, he was just like a friendly. Cause a lot of those cruise ship guys, they only do cruise ships and they're down to hang out. Yeah, He was cool. He's like, no, it's great. Yeah. Your family's very nice. But I was like, so mortified. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't, there are a lot. Well, those, I mean, I worked with guys. I mean, I guess like a nice change from like, I'll just go to my. I think if you're on cruises all the time, like most of the year, you have to be open to hanging out with people on the ship. Yeah. Cause you sort of have to be, it's part of it probably. Yeah. And like hanging out with like the crew and stuff like that. Like I had done a couple, I think I did like two in like one six week period. So you're on for like a week. And the second time I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this crew party Yeah, with the piano player. Like because I'm stuck here. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to dance lessons. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm trapped here anyway. Yeah. I'm going to see the magician yeah. actually. Cause yeah. what else am I going to do? I will. <laughs> I'm going to go to bingo. <laughs> Damn it. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, let me look yeah. at a couple more questions, but Oh, so getting off the road. So for mm-hmm. me, I guess it's been the same thing. I was like, immediately I'm going to, I'm going to stop in October within three days. I'd said yes to so many not even big things mm-hmm. like I wanted to finish the pilot I was working on. And like, I want, you know, there's like other stuff that's come up, but just like everyone's podcast mm-hmm. or every little, can you do this? Let's do lunch. And like within three days I was like, yeah. I was going to take time off. Yeah. And I still haven't, but I have like, yeah, next sorry year we're podcasting. today. No, it's, <laughs> I got to get mine. Out. But when I heard you say that on your podcast, I was like, Yes, I need to talk to her. Yeah. Because I keep like threatening to give myself time and then being like, well, you have to, yeah, you have to really commit to it. And it's so hard because you look at those blank spots on your calendar and you go, oh, but I could, and you get offers. And it's the hardest part is saying no or going, can we do a different three months from now then? or something? Like there have been a few shows here in LA that people have booked me for or tried to book me for and I've had to cancel or reschedule and I just go, they go, okay, well our next one is in December and I'll go, you know what? I'm honestly, I'm gone so much for the next few months. I'm not going to want to do that show even if I'm available that night. Yeah. You know, where it's like, okay, sure. Could I do that Tuesday night? Yeah. But I get home on Monday and I leave on Wednesday. So I'm not going to want to come out of my house. I'm going to cancel on you. So I just go, can we just check back in January? Yeah. And I have more time. Smart. I still will say yes to like, I can do it eight weeks from now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you still doing your show then? Yeah. God, it's the worst. Yeah. I, when I was gone so much this year that really it feels like anything is scaling back. Cause I was like, I'm not going to do more than two weekends a month, which Mm -hmm. is still a lot. It is a lot. But Isn't I was that like, crazy that that's scaling back to us. We're like, yeah, we'll that I'm like, gone two oh, weeks I'm a psycho. Because yeah. I was on the road. I like did the math. Like seventy percent of the year, I'm gone this year. Yeah. Shit. And I'm like, what am I doing? Why are we living in LA? Yeah, that's the thing too. Is like, What's I'm paying for LA. I, and I like it here. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you come out here to like do LA things. No one in LA is seeing me. I'm this like weird ghost. Yeah, and then everybody, you see, you come out and do a show in LA and everybody's like, you're all over the place. And it's like, not really, not here. Yeah, you know where I'm not? Here. Yeah. And people are like, oh, you're a road dog. And it's like, great, I'm 50. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, it's been weird too, having some comics I like look up to, or I, I 
think are objectively further along be like i gotta talk to you about getting on the road and i'm like why yeah why are you having trouble getting on the road yeah but well you're so good about booking yourself like you really are like oh well it's like i self-made like i'm i don't know how you just like the tour you did a few years ago yeah uh with dana and, and lisa, lisa yeah yeah and like do, being setting up your own stuff in europe and all these things like for me people are like you're everywhere i'm like yeah i have a really good team yeah like, they just like book me who believe in me more than i do and are promising clubs that i'm gonna be somebody and That's i have great. to show up and act like i'm going to be yeah so you know i can't imagine having to set up my own well tour. yeah too just because it's like uh and that sort of laid the groundwork for like me knowing a little bit what to do but we we're all just figuring it out yeah. and then between that and then i had a really good run of festivals i think that the year before that so i just had yeah. made a bunch of contacts but it's it's like a full-time job but yeah. it has paid off like people yeah. and that, well that's my big hesitation about like canceling and stuff too is that there's a handful of clubs that i'm like okay i feel secure in that like I think I'm, I think I've worked my way into their like annual rotation. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, they've got a week for me for sure. But then there's clubs that it's like, they'll book me, but like, it's because somebody isn't showing up. Mm, so yeah. the idea of being like, well, like I can't do it next week actually, but I'm available in the fall. And yeah. they're like, you're a next week comedian. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Oh, me too. There've been, I mean, the reason I'm gone so much around the holidays is because it's a little bit slower around the holidays. Yeah, and so they're good. like, we're going to, all right, we'll book somebody. We want to build. That's the thing they say. We're building. Yeah. So like, it's like David tells here one week and then two weeks later, it's me. And I'm just like, this great. is wrong. This isn't how it's, I'm like, thank you for, I want to thank people when they come to shows and just be like, thank you guys for taking a chance and watching the clip and being like, the clip was pretty good. Let's go yeah. take a chance on an hour, you know? Cause that's the level I'm at. Yeah. No, it's, I still don't know. I mean, like, my album's out there, and, like, I have been genuinely surprised with this past year at the number of people who come up, and they're, like, they came for me versus they walked into a comedy show. Because you know they I mean? heard the album? Yeah, the album That's or, like, amazing. my podcast or heard me on someone else's podcast. Yeah. But, like, in the... Like, there are some cities where I, like... I mean, God bless. I'm like, I don't know why I'm drawing here. Yeah. And then don't get me wrong. It's not, that's not always like the case that I'm just like, it's sold out everywhere. Yeah. But like there's clubs where they're like, wow, this is a great turnout. They're like club bookers will be like, what a deal we got on you. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's hurtful. Ah! But it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they're here either, but thank, thanks guys. Yeah. Oh, when people tell you this is better than we expected or you're better than we expected. And you're like, wow. It's like, well, I mean, that's kind of a compliment, I guess, could but just, you just confirmed all my fears that I just kept that. You were actually funny. And you're yeah. like, you could just tuck that one away. Didn't need to voice that one. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It works. And that's the other thing too, is feeling like you're like, oh, this is my first weekend at this club. Yeah. I can't go like play around with stuff. Yeah. It's like between the staying constantly booked and then the like having to make an impression, I feel like not that I'm complaining, but it has slowed down my writing a little. Cause it's like, yeah, no, let me go do the shit. I know works. So you're not like who let her in here. Yeah. Who is this lunatic? And then that extra pressure. I don't know if you feel this of like quote, women aren't funny. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, if bit. I bomb, you blame my entire gender. And you're like, see, yeah, they just can't do it. I, uh, I, I still hate it when people come up and say like, you're really, we don't usually like female comics. Like, like, do you like, watch female comics? Why do you even say that? Yeah, I know. You have no idea what you're saying, but okay. Um, 
Yeah, I don't feel that as much. I just feel more like I feel it more because I'm so young, more than being a woman. That's part of it. Yeah, but it's more that I'm young that people are gonna be like, she doesn't know what she's doing up there. Yeah, we're just like that's just a kid. That's so funny because I'm yeah. like, yeah, I remember feeling that in the office job I had before stand up took off, where people are like, hey, what are you doing here? This is essentially the only job I've ever had, which is like, great. But I don't have any like real career experience. I mean, you're doing amazing. Well, and it's just like when you look at kind of the quote, like who are the faces right now of like when people think stand up comedy, it is like a lot of older like men, but also just like older people in general. Yeah. It's like uh, all the biggest standups are 40 plus, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, they've been around. They yeah. got their tails and you're like, I don't know. Here's what's going on with me. Yeah. Please laugh. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> fuck um let me see do oh someone asked this um do you ever like your do you have a writing routine do you like are you diligent about in it in my head no I yeah no in my mind i'm dedicating a chunk of time every day yeah well it's because our when i'm on the road i'm better about it because well, yeah, i don't have time. anyone to i'm bad at saying no to people i like if they're like let's grab lunch let's do this mm. and on the road it's like nobody can nobody can do that yeah yeah i'm just all you have to do is hit the hotel gym and write for a couple hours and then focus on feeling okay yeah and then like try not to spiral out of control before your show because boy do i (laughs) we're just like what am i doing and you're like why am i crying this is indiana but when i'm good about it yeah i'll write in a notebook very specific notebook with a pen like actually trying to make jokes yes yeah i have to do it by hand yeah i write out a list of usually if i like have nothing i just i'll go through my phone of all the things i've jotted down yeah and i'll kind of see if i can flesh any of those out and then if i have absolutely nothing i'll just start writing down things i think i could talk about where i go like oh i would like to talk about this or i would like to talk about you know, and then just start like even if it's as simple it. as like my parents you know like just and if that's all i do one day where i just sit at a desk for an hour and look at a list of topics at least that gets my brain going yeah the next couple days of like it's yeah, still like an exercise of yeah. creating material somehow yeah yeah the hardest thing for me has been coming up with like my team my like reps have been pushing for me to hire some people to help me with like social media stuff which is so annoying oh, fuck i know but there's it's been like, times i think of things i'm like that'd be great i'm not gonna do it it's too much work <laughs> i know i'm like you know what i'll try it i was like i'll try working with these people for like a month or two and i'll see because truthfully i'm never going to do it i'm never going to be one of those people who's great at making instagram stories yeah, or like, like i don't know what to tell you like yeah. the fact that people ever watch mine i'm like for what <laughs> like I think you're good. You're good at just like, you know, be like, this is where I am. That's all people want. They just want to know where you are and see you. Cause I have people yeah. like that who all, yeah, I guess oh, it look, works out, one. but it's like, you just feel stupid. Yeah, it's like, I don't have a point to this. And it's like, yeah. I'm glad people are watching, but then I'm like, is this sad? Yeah. I'm like, here I, I have that every time I post it. I'm like, is this, is this a bummer? Here I am again alone. This time I'm in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Ah, uh, fuck. That's so funny. I feel like your social media is pretty good though. Like, thanks. I try really hard to find. I mean, I, but I also so feel like much. the industry a lot of times, like some people really push that that they're like, you gotta. Well, you gotta can get out blow there. up based on your social media faster than a late night set. Yeah, for sure. It's like you you can have like a hundred thousand Instagram followers and suddenly you're selling out everywhere. Yeah. Um, 
I just feel like it's all relative and it'll get there. And you're like, at least I feel like you're going about it in the way that's like, okay, well you're becoming a good comedian for You are a good comedian. Whereas right, I think some people blow up on these apps and then they're like, get out there and headline and they're fucking right. They're like, Oh, I guess I'll learn how to do that now. And you're like, Oh, well, hopefully you have a really loyal fan base. <laughs> um, I, Oh, an aspiring comedian wrote in and wanted to know if either of us, uh, ever took comedy writing classes yeah the reason i started doing comedy is i my dad wanted to take a comedy class <gasps> when i was a junior in high school what and so we yeah we took it from uh, a church comedian taught in a church classroom and we took it for like eight weeks and that's why i started doing stand-up is it true that you used to do mega churches mm-hmm. okay yeah. i was like i feel like somebody told me that and i just heard it and accepted it as truth and no never... it's true for the first couple years that i like was only doing because i was 16 so until i turned 18 i couldn't get into clubs anyway yeah so i was just doing like churches and fundraisers and like coffee shops which was a very supportive environment and i was super clean um and then once i turned 18 i started kind of slowly doing clubs in san diego you're like i'm out of here i might say the word ass on stage one day (laughs) no i was still doing i was really (laughs) clean i was doing it until probably until i was like 22 yeah right before i turned no, I think I was 22. Um, so like three years ago, I finally, I was opening for this guy who like sells out mega churches. Oh, wow. And they were like, they basically, they fired me because they were like, hey, we think we should take you off these dates just because like, <gasps> because I posted a joke that I ended up doing on Conan, which was, oh my uh, God. it was the one where I said, uh, I'll, I'll have you know in bed, I'm a wild animal, way more afraid of you than you are of me. <gasps> And they, and they were like, that's too edgy. Yeah. They were like, that's, you know, you can't do that. We have kids that come to our shows. Like, yeah. and I was just like, all right. And then I remember after oh I cried, God. just because I'd never been fired from anything. Yeah, also, he was like, I got fired from a church. I know. I was like, this thing I didn't even really want to do. But <laughs> after, but it was like really the only one I was still, this only like church gig I was still consistently doing was opening for this guy. And then like other things I had kind of, stopped saying yes to and then after that i just went i can't do it at all anymore like ever like i can't keep worrying because somebody like the fear of like being clean well yeah somebody sent them a video of me someone had put up from like flappers where i wasn't even dirty i just said like oh when people are being a dick you know and that was the only thing and they scolded you yeah they sent the video to the guy i was opening for and were like is this the kind of comedy that you're promoting um with your whatever and they didn't fire me after that, but they fired me after that joke. And I was like, "That's you like I can't live my life worrying." No, I can't do it. I'm already worried that my parents are going to write me off once they hear me. I mean, they hated my Netflix special. They like, really hated it. Yeah. Oh no. Why? Because it's like not as it's not clean. Like that one, I haven't seen. I'll be totally honest. I haven't watched. That's any totally of them. fine. Um, yeah, they they just. They were like, I what said happened like, to our church community. I said like two swear words, and I did uh i have like a condom joke at the end and my dad like still thinks we're all virgins like is like very i could have done a joke about how i don't wear condoms dad would you like that well that's he's i mean he yeah it was he's like it was a rough combo if it was my netflix special is there a little bit like he's like i should have kept going yeah (laughs) he's like that that could be me that's probably yeah i don't know so funny he's like we did this for me and now she she's ah. a star no i think he just did it for us to hang out which was very oh, sweet i love that it was really nice but yeah he, he was just like he was like i don't know what you're doing out there he's like i don't want to know like basically said that and i was just like 
dude. Like this. But they weren't like furious, but they watched it and didn't talk to me for a week. And then I had to call oh them God. and be like, did you watch it? And they're like, yeah, we were disappointed. Oh, that's so, yeah. oh my heart i know it's rough but you know it's only gonna get worse so i mean yeah, you're like i'm it. just gonna this is who i am god my mom would only be like you know i i thought you were gonna do a joke about me <laughs> like that would be like ah uh, that's a bummer but it's also like you just gotta be who you're gonna be because if you try to i can't imagine trying to be a squeaky clean person unless you just organically are right like brian regan that's his sense of humor it's yeah fine. but i got to a point where i was like i want to do jokes about all these things and i and i want to be more honest and i'm not like unless you're observational yeah and that's fine but if you're talking about like real life experiences like yeah in real life dirty things happen sometimes yeah like, yeah things are kind of shitty and it would be weird if i was like this is a wacky story about yeah. making love and you're like what? i just hate the clean dirty labels because no, it me too especially because if you say you're clean that means you have to be that way all the time. And people are like, but you did that. And it's so subjective what different levels of cleanliness are. Like to me, like the condom joke I did on Netflix to me was like super, like that was pretty clean. But to me, it was like, that was pretty raunchy, right? Everybody's yeah. like, no, you could like, they were like, do you want to do it on Conan? Like everybody was You're like, oh yeah. So it's just, it's so different. It's so subjective, but people hear clean and they think whatever they think, but it puts you in that box. And the same thing with dirty or like, yeah. well, there was a long time where I like refused to say I was dirty. I don't know what lie I thought I was living. <laughs> or it's like, no, like I have a couple clean jokes and it's like, but yeah, it but shouldn't be like that. It should just be like, this is a comedian. And I get the clean label. I guess if you don't, if you want to see comedy, but you don't want to hear any profanity, yeah if you're but just like, like why grow Who's up doing that yeah, it's yeah, like you want to live up. in like a shell where you're like i just want to laugh but still like not feel then go see a church comedy show yeah that's, that's great there's yeah. a crowd for you yeah and then and then the tendency to um i think some people devalue or they gauge someone's intelligence based on that label like mm -hmm. go you know they can work clean yeah i like i, I remember having a club owner once be like you know you're really smart. You could do a lot cleaner jokes. And I was like, I could also do rocket scientist, but I don't fucking want to yeah. like rocket science. As I say, the wrong phrase, but it's like, I could do a lot of things, but like, I'm not stupid. Cause I'm dirty. I'm just dirty. Yeah. But like, it's just the stuff. That's I, and I mean, like I respect it. I'm just like, I spent a year intentionally only writing clean jokes. My second year of comedy. And I got some good bits out of it that I don't think I even would have maybe tapped into had I not gone. No, I'm going to only be clean. But then at some point I was like, I'm a dirty human. And I think the best comedy comes from being true to whoever you are. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, and I'm fucking gross. Like I like have, I mean, I'm not disgusting in general, but I have the mouth of a sailor. Why am I being like, oh. yeah, why am I going to go up and pretend? Yeah. You're just so like, stupid. oh, shoes are crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. Sure that's it for like parking is. Oh shit. Up, so. Well, we're wrapping up anyway. Um, really quick. Anything you're looking most forward to? by getting some time off of the road oh my gosh yeah i'm really looking forward to cooking more um, i actually love that because like i want to be healthy and it's yeah so hard well, i never go out to eat when i'm here because yeah. you have to on the road yeah even on the road i've just started 
like renting a car and going to the grocery store um oh, like so i smart. had to be in vegas for five days Jeez, those vegas gigs are hell yeah it was i mean the comedy seller out there is great but they put you up in the rio which is, so i just booked a couple nights at a residence inn i was oh, like good i just you. need like a kitchen, kitchen where i can make eggs and feel like a person um i want to just like be sponsored by one of those like long stay hotels yeah, just like oh town God, suites can you just like i'll wear a t-shirt and i'll say your name and everything that's just, a, honestly i would i would do whatever residence in wanted me to <laughs> like i shout out if you work for marriott uh hit me up because get in there you guys it's a good deal yeah i can't wait to give this is that's the only reason i want to get famous <laughs> for free shit yeah for free hotel rooms so i can be like i'm just hanging out yeah i'm an influencer <laughs> someday um so cooking cooking relaxing maybe um, getting to spend time with your friends yeah. family boyfriend yeah i want to like i'd like to be in town more so that i can actually like get coffee with people and like I go do right regular people stuff. things too yeah, i want a routine yes. i want to <sighs> yeah <laughs> just, i just got like so just excited we're like oh uh, yes yeah i'm just so sick of not having a routine and if i'm only gone two weekends a month that means i have two weeks where i can like wake up in the same place every day feel stable yeah i want to figure out my sleep stuff because it's still rough for me um like if i don't take something i have horrible nightmares and uh and they feel real and you like wake up and you're just like oh i I shake it yeah i was like oh you sorry you were dead five minutes ago so i don't know how to (laughs) adjust to this yeah it's tough um but yeah just just feeling healthy and normal and like figuring out somebody asked me like well what are your hobbies besides stand-up i was like i don't have any oh my god i mean i don't even watch tv i was like what do i do all day i'm a psychopath what do you do on planes you watch like tv on planes sometimes yeah i like write i'm just like i gotta keep sending emails i'm a fucking i was like oh i'm a crazy person it's like i sometimes read self-help books yeah oh i know like oh i I want to read that's a good one i want to read recreationally again i want to like not feel guilty when i'm doing something yeah like recreationally yes and be like i'm not i'm I should be working. Yeah. Like I went to the movies the other day by myself, by the way. And I was I like, love going to movies Oh, this myself. is great. And then I was a star is born. And then I was sobbing alone in a movie theater. And I was like, why did I do this? Oh yeah. That's a rough one. But, uh, you know, the idea was great. Yeah. I saw it alone before I had to do like two shows in Knox. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I just like kind of walked out of there in a daze of just like, what's the point? I'll yeah, just be just miserable. Like, oh no. And then it just every bad thing that ever happened to me. I'd be like, this is everyone's future. It's inevitable. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, um, awesome. All right. Well, where can people find you? Uh, I am teatomcomedy.com for tour dates and stuff. Teatom comedy on Instagram, Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter. And, uh, I am on Facebook if you're still doing that. I don't hey, know. God, I barely look get I like have things automatically know. go there and I'm like, I don't care anymore. Oh God, I forget. Yeah. I know I have like the fan. Do you just have the fan page now? I did just have the fan page. I reactivated my page recently. I can't remember. Oh, just to make a private Halloween party event. And then I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> so I'm going to deactivate it again. You but can't make, you can't do that with your fan page. I didn't know how to like search for, I only wanted to invite like, Oh, like friend. That makes sense. Yeah. So it, and I didn't want like anyone. I was worried someone would see my address somehow. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm so freaked out about that shit. Yeah. Uh, that I was like, all right, I'm going to reactivate my page, but only for a little while. Yeah. I haven't touched my personal account in like months. And I think I should yeah, just deactivate it. In my head, nobody does it anymore. But then I'm like, oh, probably not. There's probably people who are still, people are still going hard. I'm sure my mom's still sharing like crazy political memes or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> Just one less thing. Ugh. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, this was so therapeutic. Yeah, well, thank you for coming. This was great. Of course, um, yeah. You're awesome. You guys go follow Taylor. Go listen to Self Helpless Podcast. Go see her oh, live. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you. All right, there you go. Just everything pouring out our uh, brains and hearts and just getting down to what we're trying to work on with Taylor Tomlinson. Go find her, follow her. If you aren't already, I imagine if you found me, you may just be a fan of female comedians, in which case it would shock me if you're not already following her. But if that is the case, go, go and do yourself a favor. Um, If you liked the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes, share it with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big thank you to my League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon, John, Matt, Greg, Gene, Kathy, Terry. You guys are wonderful. You keep the episodes going. You keep me, uh, you know, at least on the fringe of sanity, Uh, even though we all know I sometimes escape that fringe. Uh, But I enjoy our friendships uh, that have developed through that and i'm very grateful for your support if you guys want to be a part of the league of extraordinary idiots get on these monthly google hangs cool postcards fun stuff uh i need to uh i need to have you go to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed follow at blessed podcast on twitter i'm very bad with keeping up with that if anyone has suggestions by the way of like what would be a fun way to utilize that twitter account that fits the mold without just being like here's the next episode I'm all ears same with the ignorance is blessed Instagram we have a fun Facebook group I've been trying to post more in there um and uh if you guys want to ever start discussions about the episodes like if you thought someone said something said you want to like agree with something a guest said or um as I stutter um or if maybe you go hey that was interesting but I'm still confused about this or if it's opinion based you know you're like well actually uh, I sort of feel this way it's a safe space for ignorance is basically what it is not to say all your opinions are ignorant but uh the idea is as long as you're keeping it respectful and not name calling we sort of can go well actually I I kind of feel this way and open up a discussion because that's the entire point of this entire podcast is to learn that uh just like this guest, Taylor Tomlinson, uh, does not represent anyone but herself. She's just one person giving us uh, an idea how, of how things look from her situated position in the world. Uh, that's kind of the idea of the group and the whole podcast. So if you have additional questions about Taylor or other guests or anything else, you can post them in the group, send them to me uh, via my Facebook fan page or um, ignoranceisblessedpodcast at gmail.com, all one email. You can also send... Uh, questions for guests when I post ahead of time there um yeah keep sending keep asking questions the more we ask the more we learn the more we know and the more we know god damn it I'm not restarting this you guys know how it goes the more we know the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are and isn't that the point that's why we're here we're all better than you and we're also all not better than anyone ah what a nightmare of a world we live in stay safe from the elements and other things you guys thanks for listening And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.